Support for the How I Thrifted interview series is brought to you by Goodwill Industries of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio. This holiday season, consider thrifting a gift. If you need last-minute inspiration, head to Goodwill's Instagram page at Goodwill Good Skills. And if you're local, go to goodwillgoodskills.org to find a store near you. Welcome back to How I Thrifted, an interview series where we sit down with some of the internet's best thrifters, vintage shoppers, and style enthusiasts. Today, we are joined by Ray Cook. Ray is one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram. Her design philosophy and personal style could be described using three adjectives, creative, cost-conscious, and color-confident. Ray happily relies on thrifted finds to curate her happy modern home and eclectic wardrobe. Ray enjoys sharing small, bold, and inexpensive ways to curate a chic life on her design blog, Chic Little Me. We sat down and chatted with Ray about all things thrift, how to find confidence with color, her exquisite vintage rainbow glassware collection, and so much more. Keep listening for a new episode of Thanks, It's Thrifted with Dina and Shannon. Thank you for joining us. So sorry about the delay. You're good. No problem. It's such a pleasure. I'll wait all day for you ladies. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We have chatted on uh, Instagram live before. Mm -hmm. It was a a great conversation. Um, And we wanted to just bring you back on today to talk more about thrifting and colorful style and just your, your wonderful eye for design. So tell us a little bit about how you uh, got into thrifting. Gosh, uh, I started thrifting when I was in college, actually. And it was more so out of necessity because, you know, in college, you don't have a lot of extra money to, you know, buy clothes or buy things for your place. So I used to go thrifting with a friend of mine every Thursday, the local thrift store would have like, you know, 15% off for college students. And so that's kind of got married. Uh, My husband and I were trying to, you know, pull our first little place together. And we, we had very few things. And I just started thrifting because, you know, I wanted to sort of pull things into our home that have soul, that have meaning, you know, being a designer, it's, it's kind of hard because you're taught to specify really beautiful, very expensive things. And so I know that's really not the case for most people. And so when we talk about things like artwork, you know, like original artwork that costs a lot of money, how do you find those kind of things when you're just starting out and you're on a budget? You go to the thrift store because you find beautiful art that people have given away and, you know, original paintings, ink drawings, things like that. And so I, you know, started to gravitate more towards the home decor side after college. And that's where I find myself now. So I'm sort of obsessed with all things your grandmother used to own. (laughs) So um, I I love being able to sort of pepper those things throughout my home, especially because I didn't grow up in a family that had a lot of heirloom pieces or, you know, things that they wanted to pass down. So um, now we have lots of those little things in our house that I love to use. You resonate with both of us where I'm like, more of the, I have what your grandma had kind of thing in our, in my uh-huh. house. And Dina has all the bold colors that are just so much fun. I just mm-hmm. have them sprinkled in within the, the grandma chic kind of look. <laughs> I love that. I kind of coined my design style as more of like a, a happy modern because my place is very colorful, but I have you know, little bits and pieces of older things mixed in because I, I notice when all of your things look very new, it kind of lacks a little bit of like personality, sort of like old homes, you know, have, it has that character to it. And so we live in a new town home or we bought our town home new. And so how do you start to make it feel like it's been here for a while and then it has a little bit of personality? You just, you know, you thrift things. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would have never guessed that your home is brand new. I, I mean, just looking at some of the photos on Instagram, it does look homey and lived in. And mm-hmm. um, you, you found that perfect balance. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. You have such a great eye for design. Mm-hmm. So tell me when you first fell in love with color. Oh, gosh. Uh, I I honestly don't even know. I've always been a colorful child. 
Um, <laughs> I, you know, my, my, my bedroom and my childhood home was just exploding with color. Um, and then, you know, I also started to find that as I've gotten older, I think the older we get, the more people, or at least in my life, they sort of shy away from color. Like you start to wear a lot more black and you start to, you know, put a lot more neutrals in your home. And I think the older I got, the more confident I got. And I'm like, listen, I am who I am. I'm going to, going to just step into it and, you know, be that way. And so that's actually something that I found a little bit, you know, somewhat discouraging, I think, when I joined Instagram, because a lot of home decor bloggers and, you know, um, designers use pretty neutral colors in their home and in their wardrobe. And I've just never been that way. I, you know, I've tried and I'm just like, it's just not you. It's not you. It's not who you are. Just go ahead and, you know, do what you have to do and throw your color on. So I just try to embrace that in all aspects of my life, especially with my wardrobe, because I, you know, working in a corporate environment, you know, the first couple of days I went into work, it was like, everybody's wearing neutral, everybody's wearing black, you know, everyone's wearing just really basic colors. And you could like pick me out of a crowd. <laughs> I was just head to toe in my pink, hot pink suit or whatever. And, you know, at first I felt out of place, but then, you know, you notice that people start to gravitate towards your style, not because it's, you know, something that they would do, but that they're kind of in awe of it because it's okay for you to be sort of bold and they admire that confidence. So that's why I always sort of look at myself as someone who's very color confident because I just go for it. You know, it's just, just one life you have. So you might as well sort of YOLO when it comes to color in my opinion. <laughs> We totally agree. Yeah. I mean, you really remind me of Dina so much. Cause like, I feel like people like the two of you who are willing to wear the bold blazer or the bold outfit from head to toe, give mm-hmm. people like me who are always like, Oh, I need to wear black. So people don't see you mm-hmm. know, slim or whatever. Like mm-hmm. it gives me permission to yes. put the pink blazer on and, you know, like mm-hmm. not that I need permission, but it like helps me. It's like an invitation. Like you mm-hmm. can do it too. You don't got to wear all black from head to toe. Like, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, And people always ask me, like, how do I do it? Or they say, you know, I could never do that. And I say, of course you can. You just need to put your confidence on first. And so if you put your confidence on first, you can wear that, you know, uh, hot pink jacket. You can wear that, you know, yellow pant. You can you can do whatever you want to do as long as you have the confidence to pull it off. Yeah, I totally agree. So how do you put on that confidence first? I think it's it's very, um, it's probably easiest to start small. So when I think about, you know, my home, I, everything is pretty colorful. But if I was going to tell someone, like if they said, Ray, how do I start to introduce color into my home? I would say you just start very small with pillow covers. That's something very easy to, you know, to start with, as far as color is concerned, you can switch those out during the seasons. Um, small accessories like pops of color there. Um, I, I think if you start small, you can kind of work your way up to some color um, artwork, things that aren't very difficult to replace. Or if you get tired of them um, easily, you can switch them out with family and friends or you can thrift new pieces, something that you're not going to, you know, immediately say to yourself, wow, that's too much for me because I know I have a, I have an emerald green sofa and I still use every single color pillow cover on it. Green's a neutral on my house. (laughs) So, but, you know, I, I think, you know, when you think about how, how best to introduce color, I would say start small in your wardrobe, some colorful earrings, some colorful eyeshadow, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm about all of those things. Some, some hair accessories, a cute belt, some, some cute shoes that might be a pop of red. I think if you start small and you sort of build your way up to it, it's much easier. Also, I love a good pattern, just finding a pattern that you really enjoy and then pulling those pieces, like pulling those colors out of 
uh, that particular pattern. And that's how we do it a lot in interior design, finding that pattern that really like that that has all the colors in it that you'd maybe want to use in a room and just strategically pulling those colors out of it. It's like it's not going to happen overnight. And we mm -hmm. all know that like confidence is hard to build up. And then mm -hmm. sometimes you get slammed back down and you have to start from the beginning again. But just having that little bit and then building on that little bit, you know, like to this week, I'm going to try a belt. And then next week, I'm mm -hmm. going to have a belt and a cute pair of earrings. And it's like, you're going to be getting like really nice compliments from people or like people saying, oh, how do you do that? Which is kind of fun, mm -hmm. you know? So then it just gives you more confidence to then add, you know, have three things, four things. And all of a sudden you're you and your whole body, right. you know, you're from head to toe in the colors that you love. Yeah. That's a great way to a great perspective. Like I, I love that. It just says like, you don't have to do it like tomorrow, but you can do a little bit tomorrow, you know? Yes. Just a little bit and sort of layer on. And even something as simple as like, we're, you know, we're in the, it's winter here in Atlanta. I'm sure it's super cold where you guys are. <laughs> First winter in Atlanta, instead of getting a Navy coat, get a cobalt blue coat, just ease into it. You know, that is something that someone will stop you on the street and say, oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful blue. And it's not, you know, just black or brown or Navy blue or, or like a really nice eggplant or purple. You know, if you're too afraid to just go all out there with the super, you know, vibrant colors, ease into the color. It doesn't have to be bright, but even though that's my personal preference, but, you know, it can just, you can kind of, you know, walk into it a little bit. Yeah. I'm wondering if there was ever a time where you felt self-conscious in something bright and colorful or printed or patterned. Mm -hmm. And how you sort of work through that, because I think what happens a lot with some women, especially when, if your weight fluctuates at all, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. when you, you know, if, if you gain a little bit of weight, you feel like I do not want to draw any more attention to myself, mm -hmm. um, which is, I, I wish that just, you know, didn't exist in society. Right. Um, but I think that's the reality for a lot of us women. We experience that. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that. How do you work through that? And how do you change that mindset? Mm -hmm. Well, that's a really great question because I'm definitely someone who's had to deal with my weight fluctuating over the last several years, especially like, you know, I mean, let's just take this past couple of years where we've all been sitting at home when you're finally starting to like ease out of the house, you feel different, right? If your body has changed. Um, I, for one, I, I like, I love to thrift but I have a large chest. And so it is very hard for me to find blouses that fit me or find dresses that fit me. But I think the, the best way to feel most comfortable in your skin is to find things that fit you properly. Yes. You know, if you find something that pulls you in that, you know, that snatches your waist, that accentuates the part of you that you love, then it is so much easier to walk out into the world and say, you know what, this may not be my most perfect body, but this is the body that I have right now. And I am going to work this body and make sure that everybody knows how good I feel. Because at the end of the day, I try to remember that like our bodies, though they're not perfect, they still allow us to wake up in the morning, you know, the fact that we get to walk around, the fact that we get to, you know, move and do all the things that we need to do for ourselves. It is a, it, it is something that some people in our, you know, in our lives can't say that they have, you know, some people can't, you know, they're not mobile or, you know, they're missing they're missing things that would help them feel, you know, healthy and be able to like actually do the things that our body does, even though they may not be the size that we want to be. So I, I, I try to remember that all the time. I'm like, your body may not be perfect, but it does all the things you need it to do. Yeah. Yes. I love everything you just said. Like you gave me goosebumps, seriously. <laughs> like I, and I thought like really in all honesty, the boldest accessory you can have is your confidence. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's such a great point. It's all about starting with what fits you well. Mm -hmm. You know, forget about the color, forget about the pattern. When mm -hmm. you find something that feels like it's made for your body, mm -hmm. everything else just falls into place. And I think that takes 
practice, a lot of times we want it to just sort of happen overnight. And it could take years for you to figure out how to dress Mm -hmm. for your body because it really is a a process of trial and error. And this is where I think thrifting comes in handy because Mm -hmm. you can play around with different uh, fits and styles without breaking the bank. It is a process of trial and error. And I think we just have to give ourselves some grace and patience to kind Mm -hmm. of figure it out. And and Mm -hmm. I think the biggest part too is like being okay with the fact that something just might not work for you. Absolutely. The other side of the coin is allowing yourself the flexibility to try something new. It's the same mindset, right? Like you have to give yourself an opportunity to try something new because a lot of us just completely eliminate a category of Mm -hmm. color or style or pattern or fit because we're like, we've been conditioned to think this is not made for my body type, Uh, big or small, like, right. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, so then on the other side of that is like, well, you know what? I've tried this several times. I gave it a chance and this doesn't Mm -hmm. make me feel happy or comfortable. Right. So it's time to move on. And I think it's, it's about when you're looking for, you know, when you're looking for the right type of clothing for your body, like you said it, you know, what makes you feel happy? Like what, what gives you some joy when you step out in the day? And also, I think it's about making sure that you don't really worry about what those tags say. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I can grab something that may not be the size that it, that I typically wear, but no one's going to be looking at the tags inside of my clothes. They're just going to be concerned with whether or not it fits me and looks fabulous. So I don't even care about those sort of things. I'm like, if it fits me, it fits me great. If it doesn't fit me, okay, it's not for me. And it's very easy to do that when you're thrifting because you're like, okay, well, um, you know, the the thrift store has, you know, just the right amount of things that day for you to look through and you're looking for things and you're like, okay, I know, you know, because I've thrifted so much, what kind of things I gravitate towards, you know? So having a larger chest, I love a good blazer, Um, but the blazer has to fit me properly. You know, I have to be able to button it. I have to be able to move my arms around, you know, I have to be able to make sure that, you know, it, it it's the right thing for me to take home. And then after a while, once I know what a good blazer feels like, I can very easily go in and find something that I love. And then, you know, over time, you'll see, okay, well, now I have a little section of my closet that has really go- great blazers that I love. And then it starts to build your confidence. And you're like, okay, what's next? Should I start looking for dresses? Should I start looking for skirts? And just, you know, try things on and not don't be afraid to do that. And, you know, making sure that you sort of check your stuff, you check yourself every step of the way. I'm saying this mostly to remind myself too, that once you try, it's okay if it doesn't work because Mm -hmm. not everything is going to work. Right. Right. And, And that's okay. And I think that's where a lot of women have or really beat themselves up over this. And I've done mm-hmm. this. Well, something I struggle with a lot is like wide leg jeans. I love yeah. that look. I love mm-hmm. the relaxed look. It's mm-hmm. it's difficult for curvy women to wear the wide yes. leg look because there are a lot of factors involved. It looks mm-hmm. like you tuck the shirt in and then that's super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. I've tried several styles. I gave myself a, the, you know, the opportunity and the chance to do it. I bought retail jeans. I thrifted jeans. I bought new, I bought vintage and it's just not working for me. It's not, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel good on me. I've seen, I've seen other women wear it and they look fantastic. I don't feel right. comfortable in it. And I've given myself, you know, several tries, several different styles. And I'm like, it's okay. Like mm-hmm. you can wear something else, a different style, a different cut of jeans, and it's perfectly fine. It doesn't mean that your body is broken, you know, right. It's okay. (laughs) Right. And I think it's also important for us to know that, you know, where, where, regardless of where you fall on the spectrum of what size you are, there's not one thing that works for everyone. Right. You know, there are things where women who are, you know, very petite and very thin can't wear some of the things that girls who have curves can wear. And so we all have something that, you know, that's not ideal for our body type because that's just not how fashion works, you know? 
but just learning what works for you, what makes you feel great, what you're excited to put on. Um, I think it goes a long way and thrifting definitely helped me discover like what my style is and, um, you know, just makes me very excited to like get up and get dressed and face the world every day. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think too, like it, like Dina talking about the wide leg jeans, like it's a trend and when mm-hmm. it's figure it out for yourself, they're going to be like, Oh, those suck now. Like, don't get, don't get wide <laughs> yeah. leg jeans. Those are, those are old, you know? Right. So it's just like, find what works for you. And then just, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and then you guys know, like, you know, that thing on TikTok that came out that said, Oh, you can't wear skinny jeans anymore. Yeah. I'm like, listen, <laughs> I'm sorry, but the way my body's set up, yeah. skinny jeans look great on me. Yeah. So I'm just going to continue to wear them. I don't yeah. know. What, like, I don't know what you guys want me to do. I know, right. Yeah. Right. And just like, it's just saying, oh, now you have a tag on saying how old you are. Yeah, whatever. My wrinkles are there too. Like, let's go. Yeah. Okay. It's, fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. So what's your favorite style and home decor trend right now? Ooh, oh gosh, that's, that's hard because, um, I, I, I don't really follow trends in my home. Um, I can say that very confidently. I just gravitate towards things that I really love. Um, recently though, I will say I am loving, uh, the whole idea of finding really cool lamps and re, you know, refurbing them. So either um, taking them, spray painting them. I've seen a lot of like uh, clay or uh, baking soda trends where people are covering the outsides of the lamp to make it look like pottery. Um, And, you know, of course, when you find like a really great thrifted lamp, you got to find a nice shade for it. So I think that that is something that I've really enjoyed seeing a lot. Um, I have a weakness for lamps personally. Oh. I have a couple of lamps in my attic that need shades, <laughs> that need homes. But um, I don't know. I think when it comes to my home, I I just purchase what I love. Yeah. And there there did, you know, there was a time where I started collecting some items from thrift stores that I really liked and I felt a little self-conscious about it because I was like this is sort of grandma of you, Ray, or like, does this really match your style? And what I've learned as I've gotten older is if you love it, it's going to work. Like if you love it, you're going to find things that go with it and, and make it feel like it, you know, it's home. Like I have a ginger jar collection. Everything that I own is very modern, but then you have like this little, you know, boho moment here with ginger jars on the side. And people always say like, Oh, I love that. But it is something that people our age don't really collect. <laughs> it's something that people our age don't really, you know, think it's trendy, but I think it's beautiful. And so, you know, I, I, I collected them. And so in, and it works somehow it works. Like I don't have a lot of blue and white going on in my house, but it works. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When you go thrifting, do you have the home decor in mind when you go Mm -hmm. out or are you just like whatever pops that's what I'm grabbing yeah I'm laser focused now I know what my (laughs) I know my key areas are I'm definitely looking for ginger jars I'm looking for milk glass I'm looking for vintage glassware which y'all know how I feel about (laughs) vintage glassware like depression glass Um, I'm looking for original artwork, something that is, you know, painted, uh, typically something that, you know, that is painted. I also like uh, nice vases. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with a beautiful vase. And then I'm always looking for lamps. Um, I don't need any more lamps, but I'm always always looking for really cool lamps. Um, And then, you know, I also have like a little basket collection, like wall baskets on in my living room. And so I'm always looking for wall baskets as well. And I would say maybe that if 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 there was one trend, I would say maybe that is the only one that I would say that, you know, is pretty popular right now. But of course, I started collecting wall baskets, you know, some time ago. But yeah, I I can walk straight through Goodwill and say, oh, 
that that's coming home with me. I already know, put it in my basket, put it in my basket. (laughs) There's not a lot of like, you know, standing around and debating like, oh, am I really going to get this? I'm like, no, this is mine. I'm taking this. (laughs) This is good. I'm, I'm putting this in the cart. So I've gotten pretty confident at that now. Do you ever leave Goodwill with nothing? You know, I do. And it, it, and (laughs) funny enough, I remember listening to you guys talk about how sometimes when you leave and you don't have anything, you sort of feel accomplished a little bit because you're like, I know it's kind of, it kind of shows a level of maturity after a while. It's like, okay, I know that I didn't find anything that really set my heart ablaze in there. And I'm not just going home with something just because I went shopping. And so sometimes I leave and I'm like, well, you know, today wasn't the day for me to find something special. And I'm okay with that. It's taught me contentment, like just be content Mm -hmm. with what you have. And and it's okay. We don't have to have all of the things all of the time. Mm -hmm. And the more you thrift, the more you can uh, find that it can be very wasteful. Right. Just because you're saving money. And you're saving things at, you know, from a landfill doesn't mean that your practices, your shopping habits are sustainable. So, mm-hmm. and by you, I mean me. Um, no, so I, the, uh, totally. I've been there many, many, and I, I'm, I still struggle with this. I mean, we have a platform to talk about it, but a lot of it is uh, kind of teaching ourselves how to do it as well. Mm-hmm. It does show a level of maturity, I think, you know, that mm-hmm. you just become a more responsible, mindful shopper. And I will also say that, you know, before I started listening to your podcast, it was never really top of mind for me to go and thrift things that I just, you know, basic needs Mm -hmm. that I, and now that is exactly where my mind goes. Like before I'm like, oh, I'll go there for home decor or I'll go there for, you know, if I want to find some new clothes, but having the mindset of, you know, like For instance, um, we were going to a festival and I was like, I really would like a pair of shades because all the, you know, all the sunglasses I have are scratched up, you know, they're like all, you know, all over the car or whatever. And being able to walk into a thrift store and, you know, get a pair of shades, I would have typically gone to, you know, Target or, you know, gone, gone somewhere else to buy them retail. But, you know, the thrift store has pretty much everything you could possibly need. And so just thinking of the idea of, you know, you have to think about how you are consuming things. And I think if you start to think of shopping thrift stores before you shop another store, it's so much easier. Yeah, And it makes you feel so much better too. It's like, not only did I buy a pair of sunglasses, but I got them for $2 and I didn't, you know, and I'm, I'm saving things that, you know, other people donated. So it feels good. Everyday household or basic needs things. Mm -hmm. One of my absolute favorite things. Mm -hmm. Can't really describe it to a non-thrifter. Yes. But listen, the other day, somehow our soap dispenser in the kitchen disappeared to this day. I do not know where it went. I'm like, how do we misplace a completely full soap dispenser? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, you know, they're like, you know, they can be like $7 on Amazon, sure, whatever, not expensive, but I'm like, I'm just going to wait and see if I can find one at Goodwill. And I did, I found a really cool one. Even Shannon was like, this is really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just so happy with myself. Like it was like a dollar, maybe yeah. two and it was brand new and I was already there. I didn't have to make an extra trip. I didn't mm-hmm. have to have Amazon deliver it to me because I was too lazy to go to Target. Like it just, mm-hmm. it all worked out and it's my favorite, my favorite kind of purchase. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's so funny with her because it'll be like, you know, a, a, sequ- a pink sequin dress and, and a piece of poster board. Like she gets <laughs> I'm equally excited for those two things. Like she's like, oh my God. 100%. I, I will talk about the poster board fine <laughs> till, the, till the end of time because I'm like, I needed a poster board and I found a brand new poster board while I was there. Mm. Like, nobody understands. <laughs> That's what it's about though. I mean, when you have, when you're so used to thrifting and you're able to like find those types of things that you've been looking for or that are on your list, it feels so satisfying. Oh it my is. gosh. It is. And really the deeper message here is that 
this is how you make thrifting and secondhand more of a lifestyle. That's, we joke about it or whatever, but it's just to prove a point that there's so much already in circulation of everything Mm -hmm. you can possibly think of from a soap dispenser to a vintage sequin dress. Mm -hmm. All of this stuff is already in circulation. If you can find it used or, you know, like new at a secondhand Mm -hmm. store, then why not? That's kind of my overall message with this. Mm -hmm. You can find it all pretty much. And from a home decor perspective, like you're talking about your, your soap dispenser, the likelihood that your friend or neighbor or family member is going to have the same one is pretty unlikely. And so that's what I also like about it. It's like, okay, you're not going to, the things you see in my house, you're probably not going to see them everywhere else. And it just makes your space even more unique and makes your wardrobe even more unique. Like who has a, you know, pink sequin dress. So I, I love that about thrifting and my mom, it's gotten to the point now where my, I will uh, show my mom my outfit. I'll send her a picture or something and she'll be like, please don't tell me you got that at Goodwill. Like she's so like distraught. <laughs> it's like, you got that from Goodwill, didn't you? And I'm like, yes, I did. It's just like, oh man, <laughs> I love it. That's so sweet. It's so true too. Like it, it really does give people FOMO because it's just like, mm-hmm. I saw that soap dispenser and I was like, where'd you get it? I want one. And she's like, ha ha, can't. <laughs> so excited to show her. And I was like, I was so happy that you noticed it because nobody <laughs> in my family cares about it as much as mm-hmm. I do. I can't even imagine what the banter back and forth is about the things you guys find at the thrift store. I bet it's amazing. I mean, what you hear on the podcast is like a very small, that's like us meeting once a month together. Can you imagine like the rest of the time? And you have all of your finds built up like, okay, I got to tell her about all these things. (laughs) Yes. Usually I get, are you seriously thrifting without me? Yeah. (laughs) I, I get so offended. Yes. The best time was when uh, we ran into each other at the thrift store. Like, like I was coming home from work and then she was just randomly there late. You would have thought we were both celebrities. We were like, <gasps> that we ran into each other at our favorite thrift store. It was we so had, ridiculous. We had no idea that the other person was going to be there. I almost had a heart attack. You would have thought we Aww. had been together in like 12 years, the way we acted. <laughs> and I mean, one thing that I will say from listening to your podcast is you guys really make me feel like I am missing out. There is something in Ohio. There's something in the water over there where your thrifting is just amazing. And every time I listen to the podcast, I'm like, really, really all of these things, really, really. And you guys have so many stores. And I mean, I live in greater Atlanta, so we do have a decent amount of thrift stores, but you guys are always talking about coupons and things like that. And I'm just like, wait, wait, where is that? They're, they're, they don't have that where I am. It's the beauty of the Midwest Mideast region. That's the, <laughs> wow. We are the the bargain. Uh, yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> I told my husband, I'm like, clearly, we just need to go to Akron just to to thrift. Like, yes, you know, come visit. Please. That'd be yeah. so oh my fun. gosh, we would absolutely love that. We're going to take a quick break to shout out our sponsor of the How I Thrifted interview series, Goodwill Industries of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio. Thrifters, you know I love to thrift gifts. It's great for my wallet, the environment, my creativity, and shopping at Goodwill supports local programming right here in my community. So if you need some inspiration, go to Goodwill Good Skills on Instagram. That's at Goodwill Good Skills. And check out one of my favorite stores if you are local in Middleburg Heights. You can find more store locations at goodwillgoodskills.org. We want to play a quick game of this or that with you. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. Framed wall art or wall baskets? Ooh, uh, wall baskets. Ooh, interesting. Okay. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. Wait, wait, wait. What? <laughs> you know, I, I do have an, I kind of have enough of both to be, <laughs> to be honest. I'm going to go with wall baskets. Let's okay. go there. Okay. Okay. okay so in, for this specific this or that, Picture yourself at the thrift store, okay? Mm -hmm. And you have to pick one, this or that, the housewares section or the blazers section? Housewares. 
Floral or stripes? Look at your face. <laughs> Floral. Clutch or crossbody bag? Ooh, clutch all day, every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vase or lamp? I know. Lamp. <laughs> we made this hard. We made this hard. You made this so hard. <laughs> wicker or velvet? Ooh, wicker for sure. These are hard. These are These hard. are hard. I, I feel like you, right you basically were like, what are all the things she loves? Let's put them again. <laughs> That's exactly what we did. Hats or scarves? Mm, scarves. Okay. That's it. So we, we can't log off without talking about your glassware collection. So for those who <laughs> do not know... Ray has an incredible collection of glassware, uh, rainbow-colored glassware, every color imaginable. So tell us a little bit about it, how you got started, how you store them, and and why you love to collect them. Wow. So, I mean, you know, it just started from seeing them at the thrift store, to be honest. And I started to collect a couple of um, a couple of pieces that were not necessarily, you know, drinking glasses, but, you know, really beautiful bowls and things that I could entertain with. And you would typically see those in like a green or an amber colored glass. And then when I would go to the thrift store, I'm like, oh, there are glasses that match these. And so I started to pick up a couple of glasses here and there. And I think I started my collection, honestly, with like maybe five or six glasses, which is sounds insane now because have way more than that. But, you know, as time went on, I was like, you know, I would see them here and there and I just pick up a few. I also remember seeing a few years ago and I didn't really connect the dots, but I believe, um, Elsie Larson from a A beautiful mess. She has like this beautiful, um, you know, display of glassware in her home or one of her previous homes. And so I saw that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fabulous. But she, she was very strict about the colors that she, that she liked, that she wanted to curate together. And I'm just all about all the colors. And so I, you know, I would just start picking them up here and there. And um, I'm, honestly very happy that I started so long ago because now they are super hard to find. I think they've become super duper trendy. They've become, you know, we even have people here in Atlanta that, that like whole businesses that just rent out vintage glassware. So they, you know, they're going to the thrift stores and they're, they're purchasing them and renting them out for weddings and parties and stuff like that. Um, So they're very difficult to find now. But one thing I, I will say is that after I started collecting them, I was like, oh, well, I need to, I need to learn how to make some cocktails because otherwise they're just going to be sitting there. And that was something about um, just, you know, those beautiful houseware things in general. I think our parents and our grandparents, they would only pull those things out, you know, during the holiday season or, you know, when, when someone special was coming over or, you know, a special dinner here and there. But I just strongly believe that you have to use your things. Um, even, even, you know, the idea of like a pair of jeans, right? If you buy a pair of jeans, you, you got to get your wear out of the jeans. Otherwise, why own them? And so I tried to make sure that it was something that I kind of integrated into my life. Sometimes we'll just grab some for a quick drink or, you know, some, some wine here and there. And I love it. Eventually I got so many that I had to get a bigger shelving unit to put them all on. And now it's getting pretty full. I would say now when I bring, you know, onesies or twosies home, I'm like rearranging things. I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, okay, you need to start actually curating your collection. So start taking out the pieces that are maybe not your favorite and replace them with the pieces that, you know, are your new favorites. And that's how I kind of keep it, you know, just the way that I want it. But I love it. And it's really a piece of art when you walk in. I don't think people expect it when they turn the corner and they're just like, whoa, wait a minute. And so I I love that about it. I love that it's a piece of art that you can use. Like, <laughs> it is it's so beautiful. As soon as I was looking at your page and I was like, oh, I remember when you talked to her on IG Live. Mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't get over how beautiful, so beautiful. all of the colors mm-hmm. are. 
Um, and I love that you said you got more, so you had to get a bigger shelving. You didn't say you had to get rid of anything or stop buying. You said you had to get a bigger shelving. I love it. Like, you're like, I'm not giving up on this. I had to, yeah, I had to elevate the whole look. And then for a while, I was thinking about like, okay, I have the shelving unit. Something has to go above the shelving unit. I don't know what, but something has to go there. And so I just so happened to be at the Goodwill one afternoon and I saw this beautiful like piece of like original artwork and it was like a graffiti style canvas and it was just perfect. It had all the colors in it that were, you know, you know, that I was using in my collection and it could not have been more perfect. And I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. I was so happy, so excited. And so it just makes me so happy when I see it every day. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we had an episode uh, on collections and Mm -hmm. things. And I really appreciate what you said that why have them if you're not going to use them? Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's, that's just such a smart way to incorporate something that you love, even if some people might think that it's wasteful or Mm -hmm. just clutter. So how did you learn how to, how to make all the drinks? Oh, (laughs) I started very, I started very slow and I thought to myself, okay, how, like, how am I going to do this so that I don't get overwhelmed? Because, you know, you don't start off by making, you know, cocktails that you'd find in the restaurant. So I, I was very strategic and said, I'm going to start off with cocktails that can just be made with three ingredients. And once I master those three ingredient cocktails, then I will go on to the next round of, you know, what I can make. And so I'm still, you know, I'm still working on, you know, the best three ingredient mixes. I went on Pinterest for a little bit of inspiration, but I try not to make it anything that's too ridiculous because, you know, I still want it to, to feel like, like I want it to be something that I'm excited to do and not something that feels so labor intensive. Uh, Cause I think that can also kind of turn you off when you're looking at trying to develop a new skill. So I was like, okay, just take baby steps. Like what, what's an easy, you know, what's an easy three ingredient drink. Are you going to make like a Paloma? Are you going to make a little margarita? Are you going to make, you know, um, a, uh, just just anything that is not going to give you like anxiety because I would start to get anxiety like okay people are coming over what kind of drinks am I going to make uh so that really helped out a lot so yeah I've enjoyed it and then you know one other thing that I will say I have a I had a teacher when I was in high school and I never forget when he said this he said that in his house that they didn't have China and everyone thought that was kind of strange because, you know, I'm from the South. People have, you know, their China cabinets that they pull out in Christmas and all of that stuff. And he said, the most important people who eat in my home are around my kitchen table every single day and they deserve to eat and drink off of the best that's in the house every single day. And I never forgot that. It just made me feel so like, you know, anything that you have that's special, like wear, wear your sequins out when it's not, you know, New Year's Eve. Eat off of your beautiful plates and, you know, drink out of your beautiful glassware because why not? You're the most important person. You're the main character in your life. So you deserve to be able to do those things. Yes, that's great. Speaking of drinks, your charcuterie boards are amazing. Yeah. They're so <laughs> beautiful. How much time does it take you to make one? Um, maybe about 45 minutes, I would say. Um, I recently did a blog post where I just kind of ran down like, hey, here's everything that I use to make my charcuterie boards. Um, because people would always, you know, compliment them, which was really nice. But, you know, then it would say, people would say like, oh, how do you do that? Or I could never do that or, you know, whatever the case may be. And I was like, it's very accessible. And I'll also say this, I even in the post, I show you the very first board I ever made. It was not beautiful like that. (laughs) It did not look anything like that. And I was so proud of it. I remember posting it to Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, I finally made a decent charcuterie board. Everybody was happy and excited for me. 
And that just goes to show you, like, the more you practice at things, yeah, the yeah. better, you know, naturally, the better they will get. Um, and I was kind of happy that it happened that way, because I know as we get older, we don't really, we're kind of intimidated to try new things because we're afraid that we're not going to be, you know, the best at it, or we're, it's not going to be, you know, beautiful. And, you know, it's not going to be something that you'll want to show everyone, but I just wanted to show everyone, everybody that follows me, like, Hey guys, like it didn't start out like this. (laughs) (laughs) This was a process. It got better and better and better. So, um, yeah, it doesn't take very long. I have a very strategic, um, plan in place whenever I decide I want to do one. Um, I usually have some leftover. So, you know, you probably want to watch out because there's another one coming. There's still a refrigerator <laughs> full of cheese. So yeah, but I, thank uh, you. I read your blog post. It was so, it was so helpful. And I was cracking up when your friend asked about the craft singles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's I was like, oh, y'all, we're, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, we're going to save the craft singles for the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna, you know, buy some 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 nice cheese. And the thing that I wanted to, you know, make sure that everyone understood is that they they don't have to be expensive. Like there are a lot of shortcuts that you can do to, you know, make sure that you get something that's not super expensive because you know they're made to look decadent and expensive, but they're definitely not. I go straight to the grocery store, to the cheese section and go to, you know, the little $5 or less cheeses that they're, you know, they, that they've cut off from the big block, but they're trying to get rid of, you know, things like that, I think really help. And just, you know, being strategic, like what are those things on your board that are really going to be most visual? Like grapes are not expensive, but they go a long way as far as filling up a board. So just being very strategic like that. Yeah. Yeah. I see that you're a hotel prototype designer. Can you tell me what that is? It sounds really technical. Sure. So I work for um, a global hotel company headquartered here in Atlanta. And I specifically work on hotels that where we create a natural prototype for a hotel. And that prototype is then carbon copied in various like places around the world. And so um, one of the, just to give you an example, like Holiday Inn, for example, um, you know, it's a very well-known brand. Holiday Inn has its own prototype. So when you walk into a Holiday Inn, the guest is expecting certain things. They're expecting it to look a certain way. And so we create that design, that core design of what a hotel is supposed to look like. And we make sure that it can be built anywhere in the country. So, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. I never thought in a million years that I would get to design hotels. I kind of have to pinch myself every now and then like, oh, my gosh, girl, you're doing it. You're doing it. Like, it's it's so fun um, because that's definitely not where my career started. But I've been very grateful and thankful to be able to, you know, progress over the last several years. And so I'm very happy doing what I do. And I work for a really great company. And so, yeah, it's fun. That does sound really fun. Mm-hmm. A great job. I, I feel like we could go on and on forever. You're so interesting and warm and fun to talk to. Yes. And we, we really appreciate your time today. Um, is there anything else you wanted to add before we wrapped up the interview? Oh, well, you know, I honestly just want to say that you ladies are killing it. Okay. I'm so, I I mean, your, your whole platform, you know, your positive energy, your personalities, the way that you interact with one another is so fun. I love listening to your podcast. My friends who love thrifting, I always recommend them. You know, I just, it's such, it's such a great, it's, it's such a great platform, but it's also something that, you know, we just need more of, because I think when we talk about, you know, social media, it puts consumerism right there in the forefront. And for you ladies to be influencers is what you are. I mean, if, 
if you can influence people to purchase secondhand, to think very critically about the things that they are doing as far as the environment is concerned, as far as, you know, fast fashion is concerned, how to, you know, put together their homes It's something that we need more of. And I'm just so delighted that, you know, you guys are doing it and you're doing so well with it. I really really appreciate that. And I really appreciate the fact that you've stuck around for this long. I know we've been following each other for many years and Mm -hmm. that means a lot to me. Um, I don't even remember when we started following each other. I just remember Mm -hmm. seeing all your beautiful, colorful things in my feed and those kinds of connections really mean a lot to me. So I Mm -hmm. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. And this, this has been such a pleasure. I I mean, I'm, I'm so excited to, um, to speak with you and I'm just, you know, I'm pumped to see what else you guys have in store. Thank you. You're so sweet. Seriously. It was so nice talking with you. It was so easy. I feel like we're friends like right away. As soon as you said tacos, I was like, okay, it's happening. Thank you so much, Shannon. Because I think this is the first time we've met. So it is such a pleasure. And I promise you, when I hear you guys on the podcast, you just, you instantly sound like, you know, friends, right? Like you just, you sound like my friend. And so um, it's been wonderful. Dina, you are just amazing. I know we haven't met in person, but I'm just always in awe of you. And I I just, thank you. I'm delighted. I'm absolutely delighted. I tell all my friends and my family, I'm like, this podcast is amazing. I cannot even believe that they reached out to me and I'm so excited about this opportunity. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's our pleasure. It really is. Tell everybody where they can find you online. Sure. So, uh, on Instagram, my handle is Rajan, R-A-J-A-U-N-E, and my blog is Chic Little Me. That's chiclittleme.blogspot.com. Awesome. And we'll link it in the show notes as well. Thank you so much. Have a good day. And if you go thrifting, make sure you show me what you get. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. All right. Take care. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Thanks, It's Thrifted with Dina and Shannon. Head to goodwillgoodskills.org to learn more about how Goodwill Industries of Greater Cleveland and East Central Ohio has been serving the local community for more than 100 years as an independent Goodwill affiliate. You can find episode show notes at dinasdays.com slash podcast. You can find us on Instagram at thanksitsthrifted.pod and we're on Facebook at dinasdays. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter at dinasdays.com or by clicking the link in your show notes. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.